Hi, Donnie. Welcome back to episode two of A Real Page Turner with Mara Maros and Donnie Granza. Yeah, this is great as we're now getting into the nitty gritty of season two. Very yeah. Exciting. And we're going to, you know, kind of continue our year with one of your favorites and suggestions that you wanted to do, which was, well, I don't know if it was one of your favorites, but it was something we really <laughs> were excited to do, which was the book Emma by Jane Austen that was um, published back in 1815 and it was her first fourth novel and this was actually i believe like a series not a series but like a had three different like uh chapters to it not chapters but what do they call them installments or maybe yeah um that might be the word i'm looking for so it was quite a long book quite a long book um at the you know to the tune of like 400 and some pages but yeah so it's pretty old and i know there's been lots of remakes and adaptations and you know share with us what we are going to compare it to today. Yeah, so there have been a number of um, adaptations of the book, book uh, some more direct adaptations, but we're going to do uh, we're going to be talking about a movie that is just loosely inspired by this book. I, I had heard of this movie for many years and I had no idea that it was even somewhat based on a book at all, and it was uh, the 1995 movie uh, Clueless, uh, which was written and directed by Amy Heckerling, and it stars Alicia Silverstone, Stacey Dan, Brittany Murphy and Paul Rudd, where they kind of take the uh, the story of Emma and set it in uh, modern times. Well, not so much modern in the in the 90s. It is a very 90s film and kind of uh, update it there. Uh, it was a big uh, it was a big success uh, both at the box office and uh, critically, and it uh, really um, had like uh, an effect on pop culture. Like certain like it was praised for like the fashion and how like fashionable the lead character of Cher Horowitz was and as well as like uh you know phrases like as if which has entered into the pop culture uh, lexicon. Although when I watched it, I was surprised. Like it, does, they don't say as if as much as I thought they would. like. If they did say it a couple times, but I thought it would be like in like every other conversation. <laughs> that was just me. So this is one of my absolute favorite movies because I'm a child of the '90s, <laughs> and <laughs> it's one of those that has been on the TV that I can watch at all times because I think Alicia Silverstone is hysterical, and you know it's just one of those movies that is so silly and funny that I just think is a riot and I, I always watch it whenever it's on so when I got to rewatch it from this frame of reference I was very excited yeah it's, um, I was a little uh, younger I think I was seven years old when it came out so it was probably more of you know your generation my sister you know my older sister maybe <laughs> and that but yeah so uh, I actually like this was the first time I think I ever watched it like from beginning to end I know I'd seen like bits and pieces here and there but, but it so, was uh, really interesting yeah i mean full disclososure back in 1995 ish probably when you said this came out i did have very much have an outfit that looked like sheer horror with the plaid skirt and the you know the thigh high <laughs> stockings and, and a pink matching sweater so i really did you know this really did affect the you know fashion if you want to call it that and what what uh we were wearing what well, well, uh you better post uh pictures on our facebook page i may have to i'll have to find it i may have to share that with our with our listeners okay yeah but this was a really um you know it's one of those where you know you read emma and then you think how is it going to play into this and you really can't make you can make a correlation but you can never really like compare them because they're just so different 
right? Like the language. And I had struggled with Emma. I, I, th- I told you this. I struggled because it's very wordy. And maybe I don't do well with that. <laughs> but, or the 1800s, you know, wordiness and floweriness. And, I, you know, some of the criticism I've seen of Emma is that there wasn't really a full on storyline through the whole thing. You no, know, it's kind of sporadic. There's not kind of one true storyline through the whole thing. And, I, and maybe that's what kind of you know, turned me off a little bit, or it's just that the language was clunky for me and overly flowery, um, where I, again, I will full disclosure today is I listened to it as a book on tape because oh. I, I know, but I did not have the time to wade through all of that language. I felt that I was losing some of the meeting. So I put it on when I was in the car and I actually understood it better. So that was, so I think that's good. And I will tell people who don't love to read a book on tape, a tape, I'm dating myself, an audio book, <laughs> a book on tape, an audio book is, you know, really a great option, especially if you don't have yeah. the time to sit down and read or someone who travels a lot or, you know, I really enjoyed the audiobook of this because I did understand it a little bit better with the changing of characters' voices because I had a dramatic reading. So it wasn't one person reading it the whole time, which really helped me. It's like true confessions okay. today with okay. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Uh thanks for clarifying. Uh I, I was gonna say tape, you mean like scotch tape or something? Yeah, audio tape. You know, go to the library yeah. and get yourself an audio tape. Yeah, you know, or um, put it in your walkman. <laughs> <laughs> As, as you're heading to Blockbuster. See, we are going back to 1995. We yes. really are. We're taking it back today. Yes, we are. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah. With the book, you know, it wasn't my favorite either. It was, you know, I do concur with your opinion there that uh, like it was very wordy and I like I had to stop and reread some stuff and like I'd finish a page and say, um, uh, what? And I need to go and kind of like review review some things and um and uh and while I didn't listen to it, I did have it on my Kindle, so I don't know if that uh will offend reading purists out there as well. Uh, so <laughs> it's um yeah, but I just found it really interesting, like comparing it um with uh clu- with Clueless that like you know it, it's funny like how you know we it is so much different obviously, but some common themes and like trying to see who like the different characters and who is their uh you know the Emma counterpart and the clueless counterpart was there that there there was some correlation in there as well yeah I mean absolutely I think we know you know the the main correlation was between the Emma in the book and Cher Horowitz right who is the lead character in Clueless um that they both are you know pretty spoiled pretty self-involved only child no not only child they, she has a sister in the book but um not in the movie but you know they were their mother was passed away pretty young so they've only had their father they dote on their father and you know they they think they, they fancy themselves a matchmaker and trying to do good for other people, um, which is basically just being nosy. Um, so, they I mean, they have some very strong correlations between the two of them. You know, I think that's a pretty easy bridge to make. Yeah, because um, like they get like updated in, in cer- certain respects. Um, but yeah, I did find it very in- intriguing. And I think like it, you know, was a great job by Amy Hackerling, like able to take this, you know, I don't want to say like stodgy work or you know just obviously a extremely dated uh work and um updated to modern times i think was uh very interesting 
very interesting. And I do feel like you mentioned how the uh, ML like didn't really have, you know, a concise storyline of some sort that it was just kind of like um like a mixture of different things per se. You know, but I did feel like uh, Clueless had a more concise plot that it was, um you know, that it was about Cher meeting, uh, Ty, meeting Ty and trying to bring her into the folds and uh, do the makeover. And she like established a Ty as her pet project so it was like more of a concise plot there which i found is which one thing i found kind of interesting because i think one of uh amy heckerling's earlier films is another one that i uh, really enjoyed from the 80s fast times at ridgemont high was which is like a similar film in that 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 really doesn't have a concise plot that it's kind of um a whole mixture of subplots here here and there that i found it interesting that she had experience with mixtures of subplots but did in this regard create a um, a more coherent plot and storyline yeah and what i liked that she did amy heckerling is that you know she kept some of those themes that you saw in emma so like with the thai character you know who is you know akin to harriet smith in the emma novel you know she's somebody that is considered not as the same social standing as emma slash share who takes her like into her fold and wants to make her more popular better dressed more you know able to find a boyfriend which is what emma does with harriet is that she you know throughout the novel she says how she makes her talk better and she's better because of her social standing and her you know relationship with emma. so i think it's interesting that you see that and then you know they, you still see the class distinction um that you see in Emma, where they talk about, you know, um, Mr. Martin, who actually wants to marry Harriet, who is the equal to the skater dude, who is Travis, Travis, Travis. right? Who is Travis. Um, but, you know, when he and when he establishes some interest in Ty, Cher basically says, no, the, you, the stoners belong over on the hill and they're not up to our, you know, standards. And that's not who we talk to. And that, you know, that very much so happens in Emma, where Mr. Martin likes Harriet and wants to marry her and you know emma puts the kibosh on that and says you know no he's not at the highest standing which is who she ends up anyway with as does ty and travis so i like that you know if you can you make that tie and it really falls you know it it really comes to fruition in both just in very different yeah that was um that was definitely uh something i i I noticed there and like i find it uh kind of funny like in clueless is the character of elton whereas his counterpart is uh mr elton so that was a uh, a more um kind of a, a not uh, a nod to the book and i thought like you know and i thought maybe like they could have picked like you know ha- had that more throughout the book like t- trying to um make kind of like with character names as, so far but yeah i thought that was yeah. interesting too the way they only really used the one and i was like oh that's pretty funny and when i was reading emma and saw there was mr elton and i hadn't watched clueless in probably a while but i could remember that the one gentleman in it was elton and i'm like oh i wonder if that is you know purposeful which obviously it was but yeah i like the way you know you kind of followed that plot line too is that Ellen is truly interested in the main character and not in her friend who she is trying to set her up with and it kind of falls apart. So I did like that. And I, so I thought the father, so Mr. Woodhouse in the book was super annoying. (laughs) 
I'm just going to say <laughs> he complained and complained and complained. He was a hypochondriac. And I thought that they spent a lot of time on all his complaining, right? Like the draft, the food, everything. But Mr. Horowitz in Clueless, I think is hysterical. Like I really like him. And the daughter is a little bit more doting and worried about his health and, you know, wants him to drink a juice and worried about his cholesterol, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. So I liked the father character, you know, Mr. Horowitz, the attorney to Mr. Woodhouse, much better than the Emma character, the, the Emma character of Mr. Woodhouse. Yeah, I agree. I agree there. I, you know, in Clueless, I really uh, like the dynamic between him and Cher. I think they had a lot of good stuff. And one thing uh, I, I found like, because uh, Clueless is one of those films that, like I mentioned, had an impact on pop culture and that. And, you know, but like some like stereotypes come from, kind of come from it is the kind of, I would say maybe like the Valley Girl type or ones who are just, you know, really like obsessed with shopping and stuff like that which of course she is but in watching it like I, f- I found that the char- that the character is much more multifaceted than the uh, the stereotype might might suggest and I think and I did like some of the stuff and how concerned she was for her her father that he wasn't just a credit card that she was concerned for his health and tried to get him to eat healthy and drink healthy and, and that's uh, and not only that but in other regards and like and I think her character is a lot more intel is a lot more intelligent than her persona would would perceive like i like the part when she gets um when like after she gets uh ro- robbed at gunpoint and she uh called and she calls josh to pick her up and josh is there with his um with his date and and they yeah. discuss and they discuss uh hamlet and um Cher actually corrects her of like uh who says um polonius polonius the line and not not hamlet so i think that kind of like added another little uh wrinkle to her character that she isn't just a superficial girl she's actually you know quite intelligent so yeah i thought mm-hmm. that part was really funny and you know of course yeah. like josh you know kind of mapped to mr knightley um who was you know a little bit pretentious but they you know this he really sees emma slash share who virtually who she is and knows that she's bright and smart and but wants her to stop with this matchmaking nonsense but you know i liked the character of josh i think it's funny i am you know obviously he wasn't her step ex-step brother in the mo- in the book he was her brother-in-law where you know it's a little bit weird in the movie that he's her ex-step brother but they make it very clear that they were actually never related that their parents were married for like i think she says like five minutes but you know i love paul rudd i think he's hilarious and you know he did very good at this character and kind of you know they they obviously made him a little bit serious is that he was you know in college and involved with the dad's business and helping with the law the law work and the review and you know he was kind of more of a serious character they show him at one point reading like nietzsche <laughs> um so you know i liked his character a lot yeah i did like paul rudd's like great in everything he does i'm a big fan of his and and he like and obviously he still looks the same as he did in 1995 <laughs> exactly the same yes, he, has he doesn't age no <laughs> and he and you're right like he does play like a, an excellent uh sh- straight man in the in the film uh because something um actually i'm quite familiar with this the uh the straight man comic relief dynamic and i think between him and uh 
share definitely they definitely had that good dynamic going throughout the film and this kind of like this bickering that they would have but somewhat flirtatious as well but it does kind of bother me in the fact that he was her ex and stepbrother like it just like i know it's not it's not incestuous but it's just a little weird i think like that's like one of the the only complaints i had about the film like he couldn't just make it could just make him like a family friend or like a neighbor or something <laughs> it was like it just it bothered it bothered me throughout but that was I, I, about my only complaint about it <laughs> i don't actually like i remember that being the overall like relationship when i've watched this movie like, a lot before and i don't know why it never bothered me or i thought about <laughs> it but i mean you're right but i listened very closely this time and i watched it to say like, okay like what was the exact relationship like and that the, the mother was really never his mother was really never in the picture with the dad so i don't know it was really strange and he never got the true like vibe that they lived together very much before that and that he was just there visiting so I don't know. I listen to it a lot, but it's funny because I, yeah, I could see why that would maybe bother some people, but I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. And then the other thing we talked about was that, you know, the character of Dion and her boyfriend really don't exist in the movie, in the book. You know, Stacey Dash, who's Dion. Yeah, there wasn't you know, really. She's kind a, of added in the movie as like a, yeah. just a partner. Yeah. And I think that um that was a good choice there that like it gave um share someone to play off of you know especially like early on that like as she would you know bring this girl you know bring this girl and try to trans transform transform her that i guess like if she was just doing it by herself it would you know maybe not work that dion was there to provide that foil and that that support to her yeah or was she like her mrs weston right who was kind of a you know she wasn't her governance because they were the same age but does she you have that relationship you know tie i don't know i know other people have said like the mrs weston character is the teacher who she set up with mr with the other gentleman the, the uh you know the teacher who they they got together that that was one of her matchmaking schemes when they got them together but you know you have to wonder can that Dion character be, you know, a little bit to the point of being somebody who was a, a confident to her, to Emma? Yeah, I, I do see like I read an uh, I was reading an article about um the comparison between Emma and Clueless. And it does say that like um Mrs. Ann Weston and her husband are kind of um a kind of uh very um somewhat counterparts for for dion and her boyfriend murray who uh it was played by donald Faison, who i loved on scrubs and i thought yes. i really liked his character in the movie i thought he was very funny i did too i thought he, he was is. really funny yeah you know so i would say probably we had the consensus i think we did enjoy the movie a little better than the book but you know it's it's one of those things that like you know a lot of like classic books you know you know with the kind of dialogue and the writing style of you know it's hard to hold up this is a book that's over 200 years old so yeah and now my sister loves this book and she thinks it's it's hilarious and super funny and witty and i i could not get there with that like i thought there was parts of it that were funny and when i listened to it i found it funnier but <laughs> I, I don't know. I struggled. It was going to take me probably a long time if I had to sit down and read it. Yeah. <laughs> but the movie, of course, is fantastic. <laughs> Especially if, you know, you grew up with the 90s with, you know, <laughs> yeah. Alicia Silverstone and Brittany Murphy, who is no longer with us, who was fantastic. Yeah. And Paul Rudd. So great, great cast. I think some of them was some of their first movies. I think Brittany Murphy did. That's what they said. This was her breakout role. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I did it. Uh, I did really enjoy her character as well. I think like it was really, uh, really had a lot of growth, uh, growth as the character, you know, as we see like how she like changes, but then kind of still holds true in her heart there. Yeah. yeah. Good. So any other final thoughts or parting words? No, I think it, this is a really interesting one to do that, you know, a lot of our, our past episodes we've done, you know, the book is, the books and movies are very, um, very closely related that it was interesting to see much more different dynamic uh, with updated. So it was a good uh, experiment for us. Yes. And I hope we brought Clueless to a whole new generation where the people go, go back and rewatch it. Remember that, you know, how funny it is and maybe take a look at Emma or, you know, I'd like to go back and watch a movie, Emma, because I think that Gwyneth Paltrow is in one of them and see how, I that, believe so. you know, kind of corresponds to and just kind of see how that plays out. But, you know, I'm glad we did this one because it's a great movie. And for people who love classics and they love Emma, this might be a good opportunity to watch them, watch the uh, kind of a, a different spin on it with Clueless. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks, Donnie. And uh, thanks, listeners. And we'll be back next week with another new episode. And we're going to be having some guests coming up in the next few weeks, too. So um, keep reading and keep watching.